the year 10,191. In this time, the most precious substance in the universe is the spice melange. The spice extends life. The spice exists on only one planet in the entire universe. The planet is Arrakis, also known as Son a podcast about you. Hey there, Sandies. Welcome to Sand, a podcast about Dune. Uh, I'm joined with my host, my other host here, Lance. Hey, Lance. Hey, Molly. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Yes. You're doing all right. Awesome. Um, today, we're going to be talking about chapters 41, mm-hmm. 42, 43, and you got 44. It. Yes. Got it. Yes. <laughs> Landed that plane like it's my job. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think I mentioned before the recording here, as far as movie talk goes, I only watched one movie and you said you only watched one movie. Yeah, and then we talked about The Circle for like 15 minutes. <laughs> we talked about The Circle for a real long time. So that's why. Because that's one of the reasons we haven't watched as many movies. Yeah. It's just great. It's great. Yeah, it's it's good fun. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, well, why don't we just talk about the movies we watched? Yeah. All right. Hey, I think it's your turn to start. So. Sure thing. I watched the movie Patriot Games, <laughs> cool. which is the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tom Clancy yeah. movie with Harrison Ford as Jack Ryan. Um, this is that like, it's that action, 90s action thriller that like, I just I just have a scratch an itch for like mm-hmm. I've just always got to scratch it. I've got to watch like The Fugitive mm-hmm. or and <laughs> a lot of them have Harrison Ford <laughs> yes. in them. <laughs> My well, I won't no spoilers, but I also may have watched a Harrison Ford movie. But <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand. Yeah, that so itch. I yeah I, uh, I I did I did enjoy it. It's a, obviously it's about Jack Ryan. He's on vacation with his with his family Ooh, and. Uh, he sees a uh he's actually giving a speech but he's there with his family he's in like he's in the uk with his family and he sees uh, an assassination attempt on one of the royals and he stops it and kills kills a, a guy who happens to be uh this character that sean bean plays brother like <laughs> sean bean's in it and his brother gets killed by harrison ford and they're like a uh like a terrorist group essentially that used to work with the IRA, but no longer mm. works for the IRA. Mm-hmm. I don't actually know if they ever get that resolved. <laughs> they, I, where the IRA stands on the whole thing. <laughs> it's powerful enough, I guess, to just throw that in there. Yeah. We don't need to, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, like, that guy, Sean Bean, just goes nuts and decides that he's got to get revenge on on Harrison Ford. And Harrison Ford, in the meantime, cool. goes and uh, re-enlists with the CIA to help them track down these terrorists. And it's great. It's like a great, it's a great thriller thora birch plays uh his little tiny daughter Aww. and she's adorable <laughs> thora birch is so much name for a little girl yes <laughs> <laughs> um cool that sounds is it very long i'd hope no oh really it's, wow. yeah it's a lean thriller a yeah lean thriller wow i was expecting at least 245 
No, no, it's like right at two. It's like right under two, I think. Uh-huh. Are the Russians involved? Not in this one. Mm-hmm. No Russians in this one. I think maybe in the third one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe Russians get involved. I don't remember. Cool. Well, sounds fun. Sounds really fun. Yeah. Um, we almost watched that Michael B. Jordan, Tom Clancy movie that came out last night. Oh, yes, yes. The one that maybe takes place in the same universe as the as the Ryaniverse, which I read about. Oh, cool. Okay. Maybe. There's like maybe a... Yeah. yeah. I think they're trying to hint that they're going to try to reboot the, the Jack Ryan stuff, which is what they've been doing for years and years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. That sounds great. Um, I've not seen that, but Patriot Games looms large in my blockbuster memory. Well, okay, so the movie I watched was What Lies Beneath this time. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) It makes it seem like you went to the video store and, like, I know that we don't go to video stores anywhere, but, like, you went to the video store and thought you were getting What Lies Beneath last time. Yeah, I know. You got What Lies Below, and you're like, what? What is this? Yeah. Well, actually, essentially, whatever. Spiritually, that is what happened, I think. Because I definitely watched What Lies Below because of the What Lies Beneath. I don't know. It just sounded like similar vein movie. I'd never mm-hmm. seen What Lies Beneath, um, even though oh, I really? feel like I've seen the pre... Like, it's it's so present in my movie-like catalog that I'm surprised I haven't ever seen it. Um, I really... I And actually, I think it's because the trailer... I watched the trailer... I always do that. I watch the trailer, and as mm. I've uh, recapped <laughs> on this podcast before, but in the trailer, it makes it seem like it's just a brutal, like, ghost revenge movie. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and then Harrison Ford. So it's Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer. I mean, God, gotta love Michelle Pfeiffer. She's amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's the best. And, uh, yeah, so it kind of just seems like there's this angry ghost that's going to just give him hell. Um Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, uh, sounds kind of painful. Like, I knew there was, like, an electrocution scene and all that. So I was like, mm, is this just going to be kind of a lot of gory things that I already know from this trailer? But it was twisty and turny and more of, like, a psychosexual thriller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, have you seen it? Oh, yes. Oh, Yo, oh yes. yes. <laughs> I think maybe I've talked about it on this on this. That's possible. Podcast. Yeah, that is Maybe. possible. Maybe. Yeah, so, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer and Harrison Ford are living in this uh, creepy house in Vermont that was Harrison Ford's dad. I'd like a backstory on his dad. We didn't get really enough on that because <laughs> there mm-hmm. seemed to be a lot to it. And Michelle Pfeiffer is sort of, um, you know, losing her grip. It's a bit like Gaslight in the in that way where she's, um, mm-hmm. yeah, is she she's doubting her own sanity. And hauntings start to happen. But yeah, I don't know. It was it was fun. It was like I liked the academia science parts of it and uh it was kind of feministy, which is great. Yeah, it was fun. And then by the end I was like rooting yeah, just having a good time rooting for the ending. Yeah, that was I think that might be my last like of the like Zemeckis run of movies. That might be like like my last movie of his run that I still really really like. Nice. It hold it holds up. Yeah, it's like I, I feel like his his like thesis or whatever statement on this movie was like, well, what if Hitchcock was still making movies, but he had today's technology? Oh. So it's like he does all these like Hitchcockian tricks that, but but using like CGI and stuff, and there's like really cool slick camera movements that you don't necessarily 
immediately rec- you know realize that oh that was a weird slick shot oh cool uh, uh but yeah yeah kind of the same way that's what contact also does that he 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 also directed contact he just like just really good at making these like slick shots where it's not until you like either watch it again or just like think about it where you're like wait the camera just went through the floor like that sort of thing yes well i mean definitely what a fun one for this one because by the end, you're, I mean, whatever, I won't spoil it, but there's big questions on whether there really is a ghost or not, or what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. now that you mentioned the Hitchcock thing, yes, like totally, I think it's what Hitchcock is implying. And honestly, it might be better that way, <laughs> but I did, <laughs> I liked this, like, yeah, the kind of whatever, if it's projection, it was cool, like being, yeah, like now that you mentioned that totally makes sense that that's what was going on. Yeah, so it was it was definitely a higher quality than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it was great. I watched it on on Wednesday when we had that huge thunderstorm. So oh yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah. what? That's a good that's a scared. good rainy movie. Yes. Yeah. that's a good rainy movie. Yeah, I got I got kind of kind of scared. All right, well, Molly, Dune, you wanna? <laughs> I sure, Dune. I sure do. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> this is so yes. dumb, and I I'm sorry for saying it, but I was playing text twist the other day, and I was you know which is a anagram game, and I did Dune for one of them, and then I was like, oh, nude, Dune and. <laughs> <laughs> So apologies, but <laughs> that's that's <laughs> no, funny. Yeah. Um. Oh. Oh. I did want to mention real quick. Yeah. I started watching. I've only watched the first episode, but I started watching Raised by Wolves, that HBO series that Ridley Scott directed. Did you see it? Mm-mm. It has some serious like Dune stuff oh, going cool. on. Cool. Okay. Like, like uh, one thing is they have glow globes. <laughs> 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 Well, yeah, I mean, you cannot deny that that's a Dune thing. Yeah. <laughs> the glow globe has only gotten stronger. Ooh, especially yeah. in this time, we have a glow globe attached to a sleeve. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, we got a yeah, we got a cool glow glow globe. Really in this cool. One. We'll get to that. Okay, but that's cool. That's big. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we started on chapter forty-one, and this is this starts with a line that th- I thought was really cool. Shortly after the evening meal, Leto saw a man walking past the arch doorway to his chamber, and his mind went with the man. Ooh, yes. That's lovely. It's like, yeah, it's just like a cool idea. Like, And he talks about how he's taking him on like a mind walk. Mm-hmm. But he's just like following this man with his like, with his mind. Well, it's kind um, of lovely as we're talking about, you know, future if everything's locked in place, <laughs> the idea that you mm-hmm. could follow somebody else's path and you're, you know, like attach your mind somehow and drift with them is freeing. Feels like, okay, that's more like a multiverse kind of thing, but like more solid yes. because it's an actual person. It's not just like every time, oh, I moved my hand this way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something just like stupid. It's like, oh, here's a whole other soul, you know, that you could follow. Yeah. That was the Stilgar lookalike? Yeah, I think so. I think mm-hmm. they, yeah, they, they did say that he kind of looks like Stilgar. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he walks like he Stilgar. He walks like Stilgar, yeah. Yeah, I think he kind of walks a like Stilgar. Stilgarian walk. <laughs> He's got a Stilgate. <laughs> That's good. 
<laughs> um so yeah he's just like it's just leto just really tripping out mm-hmm. on spice and uh they it they you know it gets revealed that they've just been giving him tons of spice yeah they keep just shoveling like it down amounts. his gullet yes yeah and then he'll like snap out of a spice trance and and then Namry. there's old namry <laughs> yeah. just holding his knife <laughs> just a fingertip and i guess they <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I've still got and I guess it. they ask him some questions that they don't get the answers they want, mm-hmm. and then back into the trance for you, Leto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he comes out, and they have kind of a, a longer conversation, and Gurney comes in. Gurney's frustrated because he's like, just say it. Do we ever know what he, they're trying to get him to say? Is it that he's the quits at Sadarak? I don't know. I don't know if that's if that's it or if they're just they just want him to agree to working with Jessica and the yeah. and the sisterhood um, because that is eventually where it leads to. But I, I think we're not meant to know exactly yeah. what it is they want him to say. My guess is that it's that he's the quits etc. Because uh, at the end of the chapter, he starts. He has this moment where he can see like how all systems work. Mm-hmm. And he says that this is what he thinks the Bene Gesserit want. This ability, I believe, to be able to see yes. every system and see like the whole, you know, the Death Star <laughs> explosion device <laughs> or whatever that would help it yeah. implode. And so I think I think that that's what he's that's my guess at, at any rate. That's a, no, that's a good guess. Mm-hmm. I think that's that that's very likely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he trips out for a while. He has, like, moments where he's, like, trying to figure out, like, oh, am I in a trance? Am I in reality? Mm -hmm. He starts hearing Gurney playing the Balisette, Mm -hmm. which is nice. Nice. Uh, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, He feels someone feed him, Mm -hmm. like, someone's head, uh, pick pick his head up and and start to feed him. Mm -hmm. And then he, like, comes to, and that's when he sees Gurney, Mm -hmm. and he tells him to bring in light, Mm -hmm. and that's when he brings in a blue yeah exciting we got all kinds of different glow globes this time blue i would love to see that oh my god blue in like a spice cave sounds really pretty yeah 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 i would love a red glow globe too yeah yeah red would be good red would be red would be intense and so leto then calls for namri to come in is that when he calls namri by his like secret Fremen name. Yeah, he calls him by his secret Fremen name, which is what is it again? I don't know. I remember him calling him the eternal the father wait. Yeah, that's what you're that's that's what I'm talking father about. Father of Eternity. But it's also a name for the yeah. for the sandworm. Which everything is. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, old Father Eternity always waits patiently. <laughs> it's kind of a dig, sounds like. Oh, I see what you're saying. He's saying you call Namri by the name reserved for Shia Lud. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. I guess I miss, I miss, I misread that. I thought that was like a secret, his secret Sietch name or something. You know how like <laughs> Paul's got Muad'Dib mm-hmm. and and Mahdi and all the, all the different names. Old Father um, Eternity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. He's oh, because his knife's a worm tooth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he starts just like kind of philosophizing yeah. for a long time. Mm-hmm. And like Namri's getting upset, and 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 I am too. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So what? It, so he's talking about like what, how Paul went wrong, or 
what this whole system well that that i'm fine okay, with they, okay. they get to that mm-hmm. yeah i like i like that mm-hmm. it's just like he just kind of like starts saying all these things that i just don't really understand that just feel like they're almost like weird trippy things to say right 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 and then he uh recites the secret friendship ritual yes that was <laughs> <laughs> kind of cool i mean like a little handshake yeah <laughs> yeah Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when Namri lets go of the handle of his knife. Yeah. And then that's when he gets into like this, like his reasons for why he thinks Mo- where Mobdi went wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And the problem with his rule and the problem with like power in general usually is that to enforce peace, you're enforcing one person's idea of peace. Yeah. And that anyone else who doesn't see peace that way is forced into submission. Well, um, yeah. I mean, I liked it as, yeah, very binary. It was that peace isn't peace. That's maybe not the word. Mm-hmm. It's that it's you're, yeah, exactly. Like you're uh, submitting to whatever the overrule is and not fighting against it. It says it like demands uh, contentment from you. Right. Yeah. He says something like, Namri knows that there's two ways, like any two way in the mm-hmm. desert is is good or there is no right way. Um, which Well, he says, yeah, yeah. He says, tell me, Namri, are you content? Mm-hmm. And Namri says, no. And then he says, then do you blaspheme? And he says, of course not. So he's just like s- stating like the that you can you can you can like disagree with with religion and not be content with the, like, like this religious law. Mm-hmm. But also still be adhering to your to your beliefs. But yeah, he, he starts kind of preaching for like a diversity of beliefs. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Letting people believe what they want to believe and mm-hmm. th- letting people live in their version of peace. Mm-hmm. Like a kind of a live and let live philosophy. Which is kind cool. Of. Down with that. Yeah. Totally. So far, um, sounding like the trip is helping. Even though yes, it does that, it's yes. taking a turn for the more. <laughs> disembodied <laughs> yes yeah he keeps having um the sensation that his well the skin that his skin isn't his but also that it's like full yes. of bugs <laughs> that's right yeah which is like classic drug shit yes <laughs> like, very much so so congrats he's taken a drug <laughs> yes that's when he says that uh he'll He'll work with Jessica and the sisterhood and, mm-hmm. and do what they want. But he says that they might um, not like that. and That's right. Yeah, it might wind up biting them in the ass, <laughs> so to speak. And then he says, how will they know I'm dangerous until they've experienced me for thousands of years? I know. Well, no, that's what he says to Paul, right? Because <laughs> Paul's trying to like... Yeah, to up. his inner Paul. Yeah, yeah his he... inner Paul is trying to be like, hey, like, can I talk to you for a second? <laughs> and, and he's like, no. He's like, no, I don't want to hear it, like irrelevant right now they will experience me for a thousand years it's wild because i i i kind of want to know what what his inner paul wants to say yeah because it it feels like his inner paul knows that the real paul was led astray that he didn't he didn't follow the path he should have followed that he Mm -hmm. did more destruction than he wanted to do but yeah i wonder if he still disagrees with leto's choice to be kind of eternal like this yeah i do think it makes sense though that he would quiet this inner Paul because what he's doing right now is like full, complete integration of all the lives. And so for Paul Mm -hmm. to still be privileged over that is like, yes, 
what the whole problem of Dune was. <laughs> it's too much right. ego for Paul and like mm-hmm. the one man Paul. So I, I kind of like that he's like, no, 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 hush, hush, hush. Um, I know yes. you, you're like the superstar <laughs> and we're still going to hear from you is like the insufferable preacher. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I think it makes sense that he's like, no. Mm-mm. Yeah. And I think that he even like, in, in I think this in the next letter chapter, mm-hmm. he, he compares it to like a sea. And then if a, one wave starts to raise too far up, then he has to push that back down mm-hmm. to keep it as a sea of, of people instead of like having individual voices rise up yes exactly yeah yeah that since he has full scope of everything mm-hmm. <laughs> it does i mean you know what what better to rule for thousands of years and what is a thousand years at that point i don't know right yeah <laughs> so oh i also i did like <laughs> i like the whole rhythm of so Gurney and Namri come in to give him this test and they say, hey, we're going to test you again. He says, no, I'm going to test you, actually. And then he does. He sort of gives them a lot to think about, tells them that they are just following um, one religion blindly and it's not good for them. And then agrees to their little thing because they're so insistent upon it. But is like, OK, but you need to think about what I've I've just said. And then he flops back down. <laughs> To like (laughs) trance out more. (laughs) So it's just like he's like got up and he's like, okay, look, I'm tired of the bullshit. (laughs) Like, I'm like in the middle of this extreme trance that I fucking hate. (laughs) It sucks. (laughs) And you guys are so annoying and I know what you want, but you're like petty little pawns who don't have your own minds right now. Um, And I hope you, I hope you hear what I'm saying, but like, whatever, I'll agree so you don't kill me, which whatever again and then he just flops down (laughs) yeah he also uh kind of like kind of suggests that like um he doesn't tell it to them but he kind of suggests that even though he has all the experience that he has and he has those minds of all these ancients or whatever and he's very very old and keeps demanding he's not a child that his body is still a child and so these drugs are real hardcore (laughs) on the system so they are still like giving a lot of drugs to a, a little kid, very tiny little kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. So, ouch. Cool. Anything else about that chapter? No, no. It's 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 good. I mean, we get we get a lot of spice trance. Um, yeah, we do. Yeah, we're getting a lot of spice trance in mm-hmm. in this chunk. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that brings us to the next chapter, which is fairly short yeah um, Faridin just runs in like gleefully like i can <laughs> i love it yeah i do too like, i think i'm you're fully I'm kind of like on, I'm, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm like on Faridin's side again yeah, now yeah. <laughs> like him again yeah because uh, he says i saw my own hands shrink into chubby fists yeah and he remembered <laughs> what it was like having those chubby fists yeah yeah, I you remember should. infancy. Yeah, he's like, ah! he's like jumping for glee, like his little ankles are tapping. It's cute. I also love that Jessica is wearing an all like bright white silky outfit with a matching headscarf. I was like, that's that's my girl. Yeah, <laughs> that's the vibe. Yeah, uh, yeah. It almost seemed like she had just gotten like she had just like done like her facial lotion or something and was like getting ready for bed and he like runs down the hall and he's like check it out (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah and she's kind of like oh very good 
Yeah, she recognizes that he is learning fast, but he's still got like a long way to go. Yeah, she says, "Wow, that was real. That was just eight days. Very good. <laughs> uh-huh. Very impressive." And he says, "I learned patience." <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she's like, "Okay, yeah." Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he wants Jessica to be his mommy. Oh yes, there's major mommy vibes. Even though, like at one point, she she wants to leave the guards to leave them alone together, and, uh-huh. and she, she's like, yeah, she's like, I'm not going to seduce him, <laughs> and he's like, hey, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they've got vibes. But I do love this. I mean, it is fun to have, like, some Benny Gesserit, like, true training going on. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I like it. Mm-hmm. I like seeing this this side of the of the Benny Gesserit and seeing this training. And, um, yeah, it's very cool. It's very it's very Jedi, mm-hmm. again. It's, mm-hmm. like, I keep mentioning it, but the more I read this, the more I'm like, man, they, they a lot of this book <laughs> got ripped off <laughs> from, like, for Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, um, people still don't. We're we're the only ones talking about it. I don't actually mean that sarcastically. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's shocking to me. I haven't heard that quite as often. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if there's as quite as many Dune fans as there are Star Wars fans. Fools. But yeah, he's like so. He's like super eager to learn more Benny Gesserit tricks. And she's back on the patience train. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, you need to learn how to do this at will. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever you want. And then she she tempts him, like, teases him with the next lesson yeah. will be that he'll be able to learn how to move every single muscle individually. Well, first she says, can you move your left toe without moving yes. any other, left, like, smallest toe without any other uh, muscles? And I tried this as well. And it is funny because he, like, he, like... You could see his like sweat like rolling down one side of his temple <laughs> and just like grunting because that that's exactly what happened to me. I was like, like trying to get it to move. <laughs> Weird. I could do it. I was oh, like, oh, brag. <laughs> yeah, I could do it. I was, I was like, I wonder if Frank Herbert has weird feet, like, and he doesn't think that you, you know, you can just lift uh, your smallest toe by itself. Oh no, I move it. I move it like left and right. You're well, yeah. I move it away from from my other toes. I can't lift it up. <laughs> okay, that's what <laughs> I was trying to do is lift it up. I make it kind of like, like mm-hmm. you know, like move away from the other toes. Yeah, oh, that makes. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> but I tried it with like I was like kind of trying with like fingers and stuff, and I was like, oh, I don't know how you could like move certain fingers without moving other fingers, like. How can you move your ring finger without your pinky going up? Well, that's classic. You can't. Yeah. that's. I'm trying to learn that right now because of uh, trying to learn guitar, but whatever. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it hurts. I hate it. Yeah. What does she say about the Pranubindu? Like, why this, why this is what helps? Yeah. She does also tell him, you will become whatever it is you most deeply desire. Yeah. And he says, you really? You promise me that? And I wonder what it is that he so deeply desires. Right. And I wonder if the plan is to change what he desires mm-hmm. or to make him see what he desires. Because all we know is that he wants power. And I don't know that, like, he even really knows what that looks like. Yeah. Like, he already has power. I can't imagine why that would be so tempting for him. 
And he seemed to not, I mean, I know that that's what the preacher told him, that he wants power, um, but has no, like, no use for it right now. But it kind of contradicts with his, like, you know, distaste for Wasincha's plan to, like, get him, get him power. Um, yeah. Because he was like, I, w- I just want to, I just want to read my books and do whatever the hell I want. So, yeah, I, I would say I don't know what he wants. I, I also don't know exactly what her plan is because she's like having these little thoughts about like, you know, let let his analysts examine that. They'll advise cautious approval, but Faraday will move a step closer to the realization of what I'm doing, what mm-hmm. I'm really doing. Yeah, and then at some point he does. He like sort of does see how she's maneuver- maneuvering him. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says, oh, he noticed, but he's going along with whatever I want. So, Okay. I like how the last sentence is, uh, the morrow she knew would be plagued by casual encounters with pa- palace personnel asking seemingly innocuous questions. <laughs> yes, it sounds kind of like an opera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything else about that one? Um, no, I just, I want a whole, a whole sub book about Vinnie Gesserit training so that I can try all these little techniques. Yeah. 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 I want well, to we be still got to learn how to make our fists into baby, baby hands. I think I can almost do that. <laughs> I'm almost there. Like, babe. Well, you mean you see him? No, get literally, younger? literally, yeah. Like, I can't pick really? up a pencil. <laughs> if I cross my eyes, and uh... you cross your eyes, <laughs> yeah. So. I don't know. Yeah, but it's fun. Um, yes. Hope yes. they Short hope little they chapter, make but it's out. very fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, it cre- and then he calls her mom. Yeah, mom. Will you be my mom? Cool. So that brings us back to Leto. We're in another spice trance yep. already. Deeper than ever. Yes. He says it's important to touch the sand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. He means like he's talking about like grounding himself, yes, right? To be like, I'm like, here. <laughs> I mm-hmm. have a body that touches. This is where my body is. Things, yes. This is what now is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll admit that getting back to another deep spice trance this soon, I kind of checked out a little <laughs> bit, like during yeah. the early parts of the spice trance. Mm-hmm. But he did start to lose control of the voices inside him a little bit. He started to like kind of. Noticed that some some were getting louder than others, and mm-hmm. um, and he was worried that he was going to lose it. Yeah, that's when he starts getting angry with Jessica um, for doing the spice trance to begin with. Mm-hmm. She's like, he's like, I knew this was a bad idea. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> yeah, because he does. He starts to sense that he'll be overtaken. I and he says, "Damn Jessica and her gomja bar," and it was kind of like that the gomja bar had like the test of the Gamjabar had all this power over the Bene Gesserit too. Like having this like having to set up this situation where death, you know, like this this test at all that had death as like the the end result. It it did right. it was kind of like they're powerless to the, that they've set this whole thing up that might not be very good <laughs> or moral or ethical. Um, but they're like kind of at the mercy of it in a way. 
Um, but the, right. it's still like who, who's in control, the Gamjabar or the Bene Gesserit. That's what I was kind of thinking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he does uh, eventually wake out of the trance mm-hmm. and there's Namri's niece, Sahiba. Uh-huh. Well, wait, I do want to talk about when he, so oh, yes. like the, he senses that the universe, he's like in the universe and his like, like lifeblood is like hanging from a limb or <laughs> something. It's just like pulsing, this pulsing red and the rest is black. Ooh, also I forgot from the first chapter, I did love his def- definition of the universe and how like irreverence is the only way we can exist in it anymore because like what the universe was was pitch blackness and then movement and that's life (laughs) kind of it like it discovered life this is part of his Mm -hmm. philosophizing but i did like that part where it's just like it's very like let it be what is what is sort of right yeah that's the discovery is invention thing yeah 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 exactly kind of like it's not that some brilliant mind came up with it it's just that it perceived what is there and it's mm-hmm. different from what was there basically. So it's new in that way. I dug it. I thought that was cool. <laughs> I liked picture. It was like Fantasia almost like picturing like it just being like blackness and then like something's like moving kind of behind like the black curtain. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> the, the one with the colors, that one. Yeah. Maybe something like that. I yeah. could just imagine yeah. like little violins and it's like, here's, his life god <laughs> yeah so she has this sa- sahib sahiba mm-hmm. is that how you say it sahiba mm-hmm. she's also cut a knife yeah. ready mm-hmm. she's just like her uncle she's like ready to kill leto mm-hmm. if he screws up i guess i i missed did she say why he's not there why namri's not there like why it's her instead of him it's part of the ritual that they designed. Namri said Sahiba, she's supposed to be there. I, we don't know why exactly. Yeah, I don't know. It sounded like it was part of Jessica's design. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so he starts to just talk about his vision of the future with no worms. Mm-hmm. And um, that he has to correct his course. Mm-hmm. And she's she's like kind of like, I don't know about this. And you're just like talking bullshit. I think at one point she just, like, considers killing him. Yeah. Well, at first he's like, uh, hey, you make great coffee. And she's like, what? <laughs> oh, that's right, because he saw her on his mind walk. Yeah, yeah. He saw her making coffee. Uh-huh. I forgot about that. That's yeah. right. He's kind of, like, kind of showing off a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he's showing off, and she's like, what? I feel like if somebody told me that and I did just make coffee every day, it was, like, pretty good, but, like, also just normal. I, I don't know that I'd even take that as a compliment. Yeah. I'd be like, Who also, yeah. If if you saw someone make coffee and then you told them they make great coffee, that person would be like, how the fuck do you know? You didn't taste it. You just <laughs> watched me make it. Right. Like, well, I guess he smelled it and it did smell like cardamom, which oh. is nice. You make great smelling coffee. That would, that's all he could <laughs> okay, really yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that didn't impress her too much. Right. Right. How am I supposed um, to breathe with no worms? Sorry. When you said something about like being with no worms, I was like, wait, there's a song. <laughs> Thank God. Wait, what? There's this Jordan Sparks song that goes, how am I supposed to breathe with no air? 
How am I supposed oh. to live with no worms? <laughs> so. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And so then he says, uh, also in another version of my future, mm-hmm. uh, we're uh, a- an item. <laughs> yeah, a bit of an item. We're <laughs> entwined in love. <laughs> Which, I mean, if you're, like, a, you know, prescient person, that'd be a good, like, you know, yeah. line to use. Yeah, very and manipulative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, he does, I mean, I feel like kids at nine are especially flirty. That's my, that's been my experience. Because they're just learning. Yeah, and they're just, like, ready, they, I don't know. Yeah. It's just hitting them fresh <laughs> yeah yeah and of course like she's way older than him yeah. she's eight years older than him which is like uh, almost twice his age mm-hmm. so <laughs> of course that's weird to her because yeah. when you're eight, when you're 18 what is she 18 does that make her 18 uh-huh. like when you're 18 uh a 10 year old hitting on you is probably real weird <laughs> yeah i think so but she doesn't get weirded out by that for that long she's kind of like Hmm, that could be really good for me. <laughs> um, right, yeah, yes, because like, yeah, yeah, it'd give her like a place of power essentially. Wealth, power, position. Yes. She was like, yeah, yeah, okay, that sounds pretty good. Actually, it might not kill him. I might want to do that. <laughs> right. And that is what makes her decide not to kill him. It seems like Yeah, it is it, it does it does seem like that. Mm-hmm. It does seem like that. It does also seem to me that she does seem to think that might be a line. Because I don't know that she believes his prescience and his prescience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, yeah, when he says they like stand up together, and um, <laughs> I mean, of course, <laughs> this is the best. She like notes his height, and he thinks to himself, like, wait, what does he say exactly? He says something like, "Time does make things longer, or something like make things bigger." It definitely sounded like a penis joke oh yeah yeah i do remember thinking that size is another thing that changes he thought that's right size is another thing that changes <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean <laughs> meanwhile he like stands up and he like comes to her stomach or something yeah yeah and he's like, yeah size is another thing that changes keep in mind <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so then she, they decided to go back to the sketch, and she's like, she's having to like kind of pull him, yeah, around because he's like all fucked up on spice. <laughs> it is funny that he's like full on trance talking to her, and that yeah, she has to like lift his limp body everywhere. I also like that. I forgot that the phrasing he uses is entwined in love. Entwined in love, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice they'll be entwined in love yeah um yeah so she's a little bit worried about like uh, calling a worm because it's not very you know Mm -hmm. arrhythmic and then yeah like you said he's like kind of like tripping out while and talking to her while they move Mm -hmm. and that's when he asks her have you ever killed a friend Mm -hmm. which i i would freak out i that would be so (laughs) freaky if someone said that to me god yeah like that's the darkest place to be in a trip yeah. like oh shit yeah. like you're meeting somebody's your friends betrayed soul, ghost soul probably at that point <laughs> <laughs> like that is not something i want energetically around me 
Yeah, and then he says he'll die anyway. I don't have to do it, but I could prevent it. If I don't prevent mm -hmm. it, is that not killing him? Which, yes, it is. Yeah, right. I I agree. But yeah, so that and he's keeping that to himself. He's not telling her nor us mm -hmm. who that friend is right. that he's. Well, because it's not Ganima, is it? Because he also says that he's going to lead Ganima. He's going to feed her to a monster, basically. Give her yeah. to a monster. But why would he say friend? I do think the friend is a different person. I think it is too, because he does he does mention Ganima, but I don't think he's talking about her. Mm -hmm. When he says, have you ever killed but a friend? But he doesn't really have any other friends. Um, I guess Stilgar counts as a friend. Yeah, Stilgar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, why not Stilgar? Could be Stilgar, yeah. And he's weird. Maybe he considers Duncan a friend. He's <laughs> kind of a weird kid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he considers Gurney a friend yet. No, not yet. Not not while he's risk, like threatening his life all the yeah, time. Yeah, he keeps shoving spice down his throat. <laughs> threatening his life oh. all the time yeah because gurney is at one point please don't make me kill you <laughs> yeah <laughs> he does say one cool thing about how he was visited by i don't know i imagine this like old man coming in but that said that the future is not decided or the past doesn't defend uh, doesn't make the future the future makes the present yes i remember reading that not quite understanding it well i thought it was cool from a writerly perspective again i think he does this like maybe unconsciously or not but i think he finds the whole like novel writing thing kind of funny but it did <laughs> sound like first for leto you know and this chilled leto to the bone but that um yeah like that frank herbert if he's story planning knew that leto would need to take the spice trance which leto hates doing <laughs> but it was like sort of preordained needed to happen in the story for it to move forward so in order for i don't know i'm sure whatever frank herbert has planned down the line so it is kind of like retroactive in that way oh uh, okay uh-huh yeah i see that isn't that kind of cool? cool i thought that was kind of cool i was like yeah well, maybe and then it's also very like if fate is true and we don't have free will which we probably don't then yes it also makes sense that the future is what like because effect is what happens there would it needs cause to happen first so it would have to like if what's going to happen is known then it would need to know that the cause is going to happen yes <laughs> right yes yeah yeah you you choose a future first and then you yeah yeah make and it happen that affects your yeah. present mm -hmm. yeah yeah so and i think it's because maybe the reader did like a weird like kind of ghosty witchy voice for that line that some like <laughs> oh. wind spirit came in i don't think i listened to that i think i read that one but it was like the um, future is the past does not defend the future the future <laughs> makes the present <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> anything else about that one no also didn't he say something about how like he was going to no longer rely on his memories yeah i do to like I do remember something like that. It was a lot in trying to decide what is dictating his actions. So I do feel like he's struggling with like. Oh, yes. So he says, ah, my memories. He thought I have seen your illusion. Yeah. You no longer invent the next moment for me. You merely show me how to create new moments. I'll not lock myself on the old tracks. That's cool. Hmm. I'd like to be able cool. to do that. That sounds like. um. 
healing your trauma yeah noticing like noticing your own patterns and then being able to change those patterns Mm -hmm. a lot of this sounded like oh i felt like also while reading this that another genius frank herbert has like this is a very good book about maturing i suppose um it's -hmm. very obsessed with that idea like yes you need to experience things in order to mature and learn and i think he's doing a good job of exploring that idea and also making clear like how you can't just have knowledge all at once like you have to go through something in order to gain it mm-hmm. and that that's why age aging is you know a good thing <laughs> or a natural yeah thing, which yeah. kind of kind of mirrors right the Faridin, who's like yeah all library books with no experience whatsoever which i guess you know is seen as kind of a you know that college student who's like you know taking tons and tons of classes and think they think they know everything when they get out of college and then but you haven't done shit so yeah and college is like a make-believe land yes Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. so yeah i've just been appreciating him as kind of like a coming of age it's also a very good like what soul maturing is like or what enlightenment might feel like in a way or like how to move your awareness up i don't know it's cool yeah, it is cool. Yeah. It is cool. Okay. So our next chapter does open with the uh, a passage from the Dune cat- catastrophe after <laughs> Hark Aladah. Uh-huh. Um, more of that after Hark Aladah stuff. But it ends with Dune did not really answer those questions. It merely raised new questions, which Leto and the Sisterhood may attempt to answer over the next five hundred generations. <laughs> which suggests, I guess, that leto maybe is going to live for you know a thousand a thousands of years yeah i mean damn would 500 generations even i feel like that's way longer than a thousand years yeah i guess it depends on the generation yeah and are you talking about generations as in like you don't add those back to back like once you're whatever 25 you you have a kid right 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 okay okay then that's a new generation yeah 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 Totally. Try to do this math to figure out how many years You're right. There's like five generations alive right now. We've got boomers. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Ghani is kind of doing the woe is me stuff now. She's wondering if she's going to become like Aaliyah. Mm -hmm. Who wants that? She does ask Jessica directly, why did you you leave her? (laughs) What did you do? And Jessica is like, well, I was, I kind of ran away from my mistake. So I was shocked mm-hmm. to hear. She got shocked. scared. She got scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, she that was a confusing thing in this chapter because like that's that she was remembering, she was recalling mm-hmm. a conversation oh. with Jessica, and I think I'd missed something. I was like, did Jessica just show up? I was confused, <laughs> yeah. but that's just me missing something in the book. No, I I, I feel and... that because it is just Ghani and Irulan. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she recalls the conversation with Jessica about the benign and the malignant. Mm-hmm. Which is like uh, some of the voices in your head are benign and some mm-hmm. are malignant, and while the you know benign, you don't necessarily have to uh, worry too much about the malignant will uh, kind of join forces and try to take over, and that's how you get abomination. Mm. Which is interesting because that's not how Aaliyah. No. Aaliyah had just like one specific voice that 
Yeah, it is interesting. I have two thoughts about that. One is it reminds me that Leto said he felt like humans are cellular, like they they behave behave in a cellular way or like a cellular mm-hmm. organism. So that does sound like he's even talking about the souls joining together and like that that feels like cells, malignant, yes. cancerous kind of um, yes. that it needs to grow yes. stronger. And it also that Jessica was like kind of hinted that there might be hope for Aaliyah, but didn't want to get into it. And maybe it has something to do with that, like that it is just one. Oh yeah, she mm-hmm. does kind of like she she. I think she doesn't want to get her hopes yeah. up, but she does kind of think that it's possible that there's hope for her. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't want to like get attached to the idea because she doesn't want to get disappointed. I think she should attach herself a little more though. She should try a little harder. <laughs> Or try to fucking hell. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you're feeling all this guilt and you know it's your fault, really, that you left Aaliyah because you were scared and then the worst thing happened, and you kind of know that there might be hope for her, go fucking do it. Like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do feel like Jessica's the one person that could take her out of it because I think that she said that Aaliyah, like, turned to the Baron because her mom yes. had abandoned her yes. and she felt abandoned by her mom. So if Jessica tried to like come back into her life, she might like be able to, mm-hmm. you know, leave the Baron. The mo- She has a mother wound. Yes. Yeah. Jessica should just come and say, Hey, you're my daughter. Come back here. You know, maybe give her a little bit of reprimanding, but then just like softly rub her back or something. Bring her some sleepy yeah. time tea. Yeah, that's what she yeah. needs. Oh my gosh, she does. She just needs like a big pot of soup and yeah, just some coziness. Yeah, and then so Ganima decides that her hatred for Faridin will keep her strong. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like full on fueled about this. Yeah, she man, she hates Faridin so <laughs> yeah. much to a cartoonish level. It is totally cartoonish because we didn't have like a good sense of Gani before that. I keep calling her Gani. Sorry, Ganima. She doesn't like no, that. Yeah. Sorry, Ganima. Sorry, Ganima. <laughs> <laughs> I just think Gani is such a nice name. I like it too. But yeah, so I I don't get it. I don't get why she's this like latched on and fiery about him. Well, um, she's convinced that he had yeah. Leto killed. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, so I get that. just so, yeah. But it is, it's just like, they seemed so measured and like all-knowing before that it is kind of a weird, it feels a little weird for her to just be like mm-hmm. basically rabid. Well, I mean, so I guess we could think of them as like a kind of a yin and yang, right? Leto mm. and, and Ganema, and that they were always together before mm-hmm. and they maybe balanced each other out. And now that they're separated, like her whatever dark side is like kind of coming out cool. here. She's like becoming a lot more aggro and I love it. Yeah, and he's like the peaceful yeah. little monk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is this when she sees Chani? Oh. Did she see Chani before Irlan shows up? I think so. Oh, okay. Not positive about that, but cuz she kind of just like float like shows up in front of her, right? Yeah, and she says if you go up this mount like do not go through this entryway like it is the portal to hell basically <laughs> yeah enter here and you will eat the fruit of the zakum the food of hell yeah at first i was like "Ooh, the fruit of the zakum that's oh no yeah fruit sounds good <laughs> yeah, yeah that sounds tasty <laughs> oh god <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but gani kind of ignores her yeah ganima fled mm-hmm 
and maybe she's like because is that because maybe that she had almost because Ganima's afraid of abomination too mm-hmm. and maybe maybe because chani had previously tried to kind of take over right. a little bit mm-hmm. maybe that's why she's like you know well it off of that definitely sounded like the kind of thing like she was just like this is a memory it's a projection it's an illusion it's not really my mom like telling i don't have to trust mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and i don't have to believe that what she's saying is true which i think is very important for them <laughs> to keep in mind so it is very scary to be issued this warning. Oh, if you go through here, like it's like eating, you know, the fruit of hell. That's compelling. You start to listen to that, then that's has all this control over you. Oh yeah, there's. I was reading that that credo that she responds. Oh yes. recites to herself yes, about right. religion. Religion, yeah. Religion is the emulation of the adult by the child. Emulation <laughs> of the adult by the child. What was the rest of it? Uh, it's it's long. Religion is the emulation of the adult by the child. Religion is the insistment of past beliefs, mythology, which is guesswork, and hidden assumptions of trust in the universe, those pronouncements which men have made in search of personal power. Mm-hmm. All of it mingled with shreds of enlightenment, and always the ultimate unspoken commandment is, thou shalt not question. But we question. We break that commandment as a matter of course. The work to which we have set ourselves is the liberating of the imagination, the the harnessing of the imagination to humankind's deepest sense of creative creativity. Yeah, pretty My dope. It's kind of fucked up right now. Okay. <laughs> the words are like shaking on the page. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's been happening to me too recently. But yeah, I like that. It all sounds like trust your own mind rather than like superstition or. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this book's a lot about like shedding dogma. Yeah. Like yeah, kind of like getting rid of this religion that was set up in the in the first book. Mm-hmm. Cool. And then that's when that's when Irulan shows up. Mm-hmm. She's got some news. She's talking about how Faradin has accepted the proposal, but he wants to put off the ceremony. Cool. And then Duncan has been sent home, but Jessica's going to stay. Mhm. <laughs> and then there's this like kind of funny exchange where Ganema's kind of like or no, Irlon's like, I'm not going to try to talk you out of this. And kind of was like, yeah, you are. Yeah. He's like, fine, okay. Yeah. I'm going to try to talk you out of this. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> they have a very mother of a teenage daughter um, yes. kind of fight. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, all right, mom, just say it. Yeah. I know you're thinking it. Just say like, it. Don't lie to me, mom. I know what you're doing. I'm not stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she just doesn't want her. She doesn't want Ganema to kill kill Ferret, and she thinks it goes against Paul's religion. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And then this is when Ganema says that the Atreides descend from Agamemnon. Yes. And I, so I looked up Agamemnon because I couldn't really remember who Agamemnon was, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Agamemnon, Agamemnon in Greek mythology is the the king of Myocenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Myocene. Myocene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was the son of King Atreus. Collectively, his descendants are called Atreidal or Atreidae. Wow, see? That's the Atreides. <laughs> They're named after King Atreus. Yeah, that's interesting because I, it's just weird. I've been kind of I was telling you I was listening to some Greek myths recently, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, 
the it was the like there are two there were two yeah that there's the Minoans and the Mycenaeans and did you say he was a Minoan or a Mycenaean? He's a Mycenaean. Yeah. Yeah. So he was the king of Mycenae. Yeah. 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 So the thing that I had learned was that there were the Minoans and the Mycenaeans, and the Minoans sort of predated the Mycenaeans and were more peaceful in a way, obviously because they were conquered by the Mycenaeans, who became the the Greeks and invented all. You know, they're the purveyors of all Greek mythology. Um, right. But that the Minoans might have even been a matriarchal society, and that uh, so it's interesting that he would base it off of Agamemnon, an original kind of conqueror king, instead of I don't know. So I just wonder what he thinks about like things that predate that era, because um, it almost sounds like it's like oh, this is the dawn of civilization, which it is referred to like that, but it's still kind of right very like they were like very warlike and masculine and obviously out to <laughs> destroy enemies. <laughs> so I right. yeah, I, I don't know. I just I think it's I I guess I'm interested in um I wonder if he had any thoughts about that and if he chose if he was like meaning to choose an aggressive like predecessor right. or not because it is like I'm I don't really know that because I think I grew up sort of thinking of the Greeks as a base point of civilization um that there wasn't anything that really predated them i didn't really think too hard about what might have and that yeah these two civilizations lived side by side until one absorbed and destroyed the other so yeah i'm just curious if he meant that you know because that's what he's what they're doing to to dune and to arrakis but also whenever it's mentioned it all it always seems like oh this is why the atreides are good and why they're um, worthwhile, <laughs> but right, yeah. So, yeah, it's inter- it's interesting. I'd mm-hmm. I'd be curious to to kind of just like read more about what that history was, mm-hmm. and like see how maybe mirrors because he clearly picked the name Atreides. Yeah, at the beginning, day one. Yeah. He didn't he didn't like find this coincidence. He no. clearly picked this on purpose. Yeah, so I'm just I'm curious if he did that. Yeah, why he did that exactly. Like what is it he's trying to conjure and if it if it has like this cuz now I think people talk often about um the Minoans versus the mm-hmm. and what cuz Greek mythology is basically now like I think people pretty much agree that it was used as a tool to, to sort of I don't know, pop the air out of many of the Minoan traditions and figures mm-hmm. and people and like important. Yeah. So it's just interesting. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. So then we have, so after she says that Irlan says that she wants to kind of stop Ganima and Ganima threatens her <laughs> like uh-huh. to send her to some kind of jail. <laughs> what, is, what is it called? Is this when she calls her childless, Yes, she calls her. Yeah, she calls her childless. She's she's like just kind of being cruel. She is being cruel. Yeah, he's yeah. She she calls her childless wife of my father. Childless wife of my father. Okay. And then when Irlan talks about stopping Gani, Gani says, "There's always uh, Huanui. Mm-hmm. We have oh, the yeah. death still as an alternative. I'm sure you couldn't interfere from there." <laughs> 
which I don't know what the death still is or what Hanoi is, but Ooh. it sounds like some kind of torture thing. <laughs> For sure. It she's like, like threatening with her with. <laughs> kind of sounds like one of those like um, iron, you know, like where it's like full of spikes and you get put in there. The Iron Maiden. The Iron Maiden. Yeah. Sounds like an Iron yeah. Maiden. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, no, that's exactly what I imagined. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. That's when Irulan kind of just says like, that's not what I meant. I don't mean I'm I'm trying to stop you because I disagree with you. I want to protect you. I do anything to protect you. Yeah. I saw you as you know as my daughter. And then it says Ganema fight down, fought down a tightness in her throat. Yeah, which is sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I feel like Ganema is having to kind of put on a show mm. of of fighting with Irulan right now. Mm. That she's like having to kind of like. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's like a Harry and the Hendersons kind of thing where she's like <laughs> kind of trying to push her away by pretending to like not like her. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Or what. Um, but it seems like she's like she does care for Irulan. Yeah. Because she, you know, she fights down that tightness in her throat and then and then she says that, no, we're different. You know, I'm Fremen. You're the opposite right. of that. Heard me. Um, sorry. <laughs> It's okay. It's just like real long yawn. I, I felt like I was just like, how long is I talking? <laughs> I think the timing of it was because <laughs> I was thinking for a second and then I started to yawn. And then I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> now a gap. So sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I like. I think that that's an interesting theory. I wonder why she would be trying to push Irulan away. Like, if, like, I don't know if she knows that Irulan might, if something might happen to Irulan, and she's just um, sad yeah. that something's going to happen to her, or and but she has to keep going forward, or yeah, I just don't know why. Yeah, maybe it's a tough love kind of thing. I don't know. She says, "If you'd help me, Irulan, first learn who I am." Hmm. Um, yeah, and then that's when Irulan, you know, gives her gives her a nice hug. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, I just like when they connect. And then, yeah, and then Ganema thinks, "Don't let me have to kill this woman." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so she's just like, and maybe it is something like new has awoken in her, where she has all this like sense of purpose to get to um, Faridin, and she kind of forgot human emotions with Irulan. It was a nice coming around they had a big fight and then Irlan's like i just i'll love you whatever this was a sweet moment with Irlan, but it just keeps it just reminds me of how i just don't understand this character this yes. character i feel like is all over the map yes. and i don't really get her oh my god completely like okay if she's is it just supposed to why did she agree to this role as paul's wife when he the only thing she knew about that was that he had a mistress who he would definitely have babies with. Like, <laughs> right. that he had foreseen. And this is the only thing she wants. She doesn't, and she even says to Ghani, I don't want to be locked up in some library just to write my little story, which is all what she <laughs> winds what up doing. She does. <laughs> so I just, yeah, I totally don't get this character. I don't get, get why she has this strong mother drive. Like, it makes no sense. Because it didn't seem like she did when she started. Like, why would she make the choice to move to go with Paul in that case? Yeah, it seems it seems convenient when it's convenient. Yeah. Like she's yeah. like 
supports Paul when it's convenient for the story is what it seems like mm-hmm. to me. Cause she like hates Paul and then she loves Paul. And then she's like, just kind of acting as like someone to fight with so that people can express their emotions about it. And then yeah. now she's like with Ghani, she's like, no, but I did love Paul. Like yeah, it's just all over the did map. Did we forget? She <laughs> tried to like do an entire plot against him. Right. <laughs> I know. Like- what is this? And then it was so like the bizarre. second he had babies, it was like her heart melted or something. And she was like, never mind. I love you, Paul. I've always loved you. I was just spurned. But yeah, no, I think you're right. Her character is totally convenient and just like morphs to whatever the book needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it does kind of suck because she could be a very interesting character. Yeah, I I was I was expecting her to be a much cooler character. Yeah, yeah, but instead she's very weak. And I also don't like this habit of continuing to say how cool the Bene Gesserit are so that you can say how uncool this woman is. <laughs> like, because she's not performing well. As They're like, well, the Bene Gesserit are supposed to be pretty talented and you're kind of fucking up. Like, I'm, I can see yeah. right through you. It's like, they've he's done that a lot. And I'm like, just... Cut it out. Like, let's just make the Bene Gesserit cool and these be cool Bene Gesserit people. Like, do we have to, like, right. make the Bene Gesserit cool so that these seem like really weak women? I i don't want to. I don't like it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. I yeah. hear you. All right. Anything else about that chapter? No, no. So we will come back to see everyone. Yes. <laughs> Our friends. <laughs> For chapters 45, 46, 47, or 48. Yep. In the meantime, hey, check it, you know, check us out. I got this. There. I got it. All right. So, <laughs> okay. hey, send us an email at standthepodcast at gmail.com. Um, do we have any interesting questions this time? I don't know. Anything that Leto said, if you're like, oh, that sparked this, I'm, I'm, be curious yeah and uh but you know as any if you have anything to say go ahead and shoot us an email and uh rate us five stars on uh itunes would be awesome tell tell your friends you know that's also so great so cool thanks for joining what do you think we should sign off on i don't know we could say chubby fists okay Oh yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Should we say it like uh, babies? <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> you were like, no. <laughs> okay. I think we should say it like we just were able to do the Benny Jesuit yeah, chase. Okay. Yeah, we're like chubby fist. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. So until next time, three, two. One chubby fist. fist. <laughs> Perfect. Bye. Bye. I get no